peace, good people. Peace. How we feeling? Feeling right. How you feeling, baby? I like that. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. I feel good to be here today. I feel good to be here too. We've had a good day thus far, I yeah. can say. I feel like uh like right in this moment mm-hmm. I landed. Mm. Yeah. I had so many things to tend to today. Yeah. yeah. And this space, this time, is good for me for so many reasons. It lets me be present intentionally. That's awesome. I, I love that it brings us here and, and makes room and space for us to be present. Today has been a beautiful day, um, a day of work and intention. We've spent some time with our loved ones today. We had a family walk. We try to do a family walk a couple of times a week. Mm-hmm. The weather is nice. Weather was beautiful. And as usual on our walk, we're chatty, chatty. <laughs> Got a lot to talk about. I use chatty chatty more now because of Kamali. Um, more than I've ever used it in my life. <laughs> Emma, who can't chat like she? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I feel good. I feel present. And the affirmation that I selected today to open us up for our conversation, I feel like it fits. And if you have your text, you might agree. And you can turn to page 62. Mm. And you'll find that it reads, maintaining peace on the path is as important as the destination. Maintaining peace on the path is as important as the destination. destination. And I brought this up when we did our live, remember? Mm -hmm. And you had said something about how, I mean, yeah, but like, that shit is hard or something like that. Yeah, like that, (laughs) this affirmation, sometimes it feels... Like it's easy to rock, walk in agreement with. And yeah. then sometimes it'd be like, who wrote this? Because <laughs> <laughs> it challenges. You, I come into challenges in this text. Where did it come from? What? How did you find it? Really quickly. Outside before we, of, yeah. yeah, trying to get outside of the racing of my mind. Mm. Okay, well then that's good. And I, I guess yeah, it's in alignment, <laughs> alignment with why I selected it today because I was sharing with Riga that I woke up this morning and I don't always do this, but today I went straight into my, my social media. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Riga like, yeah, it's like when I go there, it's me kind of like looking out the window, seeing what y'all are doing. Like what's folks doing today? Mm-hmm. You know, what's happening and just, you know, checking the, checking the temperature. Is it cloudy? You know, is it, is the sun shining bright? And depending on what I see, it actually can impact how I feel and, you Damn know, right. It could it could make me feel like it's gloomy outside, or other times it can make me feel like it's it's sunny, like I said. And on this particular day, I was asking, there goes Jafar. <laughs> Y'all have to excuse Jafar. He's he is present <laughs> with us today. But and today it felt a little bit different than it usually does when I'm looking out the window. And I share with Riga that, you know how you see folks in your community and you see them doing well uh, based on the measures of where they stand 
maybe in alignment or in proximity to a celebrity, someone that we might measure as validation for the work it is that they're doing. And I was telling Riga, like, man, I, part of me like wants that type of validation for the work it is that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And that feeling came from looking at some of my, my peers, mm-hmm. right? And I was telling Riga like, but I know that I don't need that validation. Like I mm-hmm. know it that I'm doing the work mm-hmm. and I don't need, at least it, it's like, I know that I don't need these things, but when I see and I take a look out in that, that window and I'm seeing all of the validation happen around me, it starts to make me feel like I want that validation. And this is why fee is fire to me. Like who is big enough? Who is true enough? Who's authentic enough to say this? Right. So many folks feel it in different ways. Maybe can't articulate it the way you can or don't know where is safe enough to mm-hmm. articulate it the way you did. And here you are in the safety of your home, right? But mm-hmm. in front of thousands of listeners really giving us this truth. I think it comes from the same root of your beautiful tree that taught us so much about grief and identity. Mm. You said some things really big in those spaces that some folks have not yet learned to say. So I just want to name that you literally opened this up for some of the truest conversations concerning how these things impact us and where the affirmation comes from and what that journey looks like. Man. So big ups. To no. me. <laughs> and not even looking for a big up. Right. But thank you for that. But this is very true for me. And I imagine it might be true for others, but I say it so that it doesn't rest in my mind. And yeah. I, I don't want it to fester there. And I don't want it to grow seeds that aren't bearing any fruit. Mm-hmm. Me saying it out loud is me practicing within myself, trying to do the work of understanding why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And if I, if, if these things are not true, then saying them allow me to find that truth. Straight up. I mean, that, and that's why we're here. And I'm, I'm saying it to Riga because Riga is that person for me that helps me refine the knowings, the truths. And I love that I'm able to do that here and also with a partner who makes room for that and lifts me up, if you will, and understanding more about it. Because the work is so that we may love more abundantly. So that we may love more abundantly. And we do that through honesty and intersectionality and, you know, unmasking ourselves, if you will. Yeah. So we can find out that that part of ourselves is worth loving too. Hey. Right. So if you beautiful. if you have on a mask and you think that they love you because of this, mm-hmm. then you may never truly get to know the full power of love mm. because love loves you without the mask. Mm-hmm. But we are in this space where you describe this window that you looked out of and that many of us know so well. I know it well. Okay. I know that window very well, especially well in some times leading up to like sometimes when you're working, especially like my work schedule when I was in the schools, mm-hmm. start really early, you mm-hmm. know, not mm-hmm. sure how you feel on the index. You got to go serve. 
So my, my social media ingestion rate was just like, it was high. It was a form of connection to a world differently than one I was in. If I ever needed, you know, reach or connection. Sometimes for me, it's even relaxation, to be honest with you. Yeah, because you like to laugh. I do. I, I would go on there for the funnies. <laughs> yeah, like I would get on at different, my ingestion rate, right? I started experiencing it sooner in the day mm-hmm. for different reasons. Connectivity, artists, however you want to measure it. But something shifted in grief. Yeah. And I made room for it to not have to be that way again. I speak of grief as in a removing of a veil and I choose not to put it back on because mm. I don't need my happiness to be predicated on a veil or what senses I want to stimulate. Mm. Grief was just this really clear path on what was important, what was real, what was temporary, what was true. Right. I, I didn't feel this way in my grief. I cared not about anything that was happening. And in the grief, so many days started without the ability to articulate what I need or what I thought I needed. Right. So you might have heard me in previous episodes talk about setting my Bible and my phone equidistant from the bed. Mm-hmm. 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 And I had them both placed at a distance, mm-hmm. not one that I can just reach over in case my phone was ringing. I had to get up and make a choice. <laughs> and I needed to exercise the practice of choice so it could become repetition, so I could know why I was doing it. Mm. And I began kind of looking within and then looking out my window. Mm. And I also know that there are, when we say window, that can mean so many things. Like on Airbnb or at a hotel. And, you know, they they talk about the view that exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you look out the window and that's not the view. <laughs> it's there. You, you ever had that uh, hotel where your window is a view of an alley and another brick wall? <laughs> right. Only in New York. <laughs> but, I say that because not all windows reveal the same thing. And some windows have artificial light and some windows have real light and some windows let you see. I think social media is like a trick window. Mm. Right? It's like an illusion window. It appears real to the eye, but it isn't letting light in. Yeah. I like to look out of windows that lets light in. Mm. And I don't find that experience on social, no matter what accounts you, no matter how enlightened you want to be. Right. It's just the world wide web and it can get very tangled in there. Yeah. So you make these decisions. But I learned that in grief. And I told myself I didn't want to lose that. I didn't want the pace of the world or the project that I'm working on or the email correspondence with the team members or the talent on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that pace of that world Mm -hmm. to now determine how I moved in this world that I know. Right. So I kept that practice, but it took repetition and knowing. Yeah. It also meant that I had to step outside of doing it with commitment to remember to come back to it. Yes. Right. It's easy to fall back in into that window. But that's also the world that I remember didn't know about grief, didn't understand grief. The world that 
didn't know how to hold this experience. Mm -hmm. And I don't wish to be back in that flow. I'd rather be closer to being able to take time to understand this phenomenon that so many folks are experiencing. And I remember telling Fee on the walk, you know, I think it's those who really look out the window and then go those who actually go outside to see what the birds are doing, mm -hmm. what the worms are doing, mm -hmm. what the squirrels are doing. Right? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Earl. <laughs> but <laughs> that damn squirrel. You go outside to interface with nature. And I think there are lessons there. Right. Right. And there are roles there and there is work there. Right. It's all being done. When time permits, I try to start that way. Right. Mm. This is why I go for walks with Kamali. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm reflecting on everything doing what it's created to do. And I remind myself and ask myself, am I doing what I am created to do? Do I find joy in this? <laughs> Right. Yeah. And then also with a loving heart about the validation piece. The other day I gave you acknowledgement because I think that you hit a target that many can't see. Mm. And sometimes when you're hitting the target that many can't see, there is no validation. Right. Mm -hmm. You just have to keep hitting the target until they see that, oh, that it's happening. Mm. So validation in that way comes from your own commitment, your own repetition. But I also think it comes from the listeners we have now. Right. The people who write and speak to us now who say, this is speaking to my life now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Grief has also taught me the value of a life. Right. One isn't bigger than the other. Right. It's really, it's delicate and we all have one. And that is the gift and that is the challenge. That we only have one. Mm -hmm. But one is one. And that life matters. Oh, tremendously. It matters so much, but it's so, I, I don't understand how these measures come to be where a person that validates you has to have a certain amount of followers or has to be has to be recognized by a majority of people to say like, oh, you're, you're doing the work. Clap for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, where did this come about? Why do we seek this when there's so many people that are participating and though they're not little people? You know what I mean? Like, They're whole people. They're whole people. Complex. Yeah. And that... Is evidence of the work. It's evidence of the work, but it also treats us how to remind ourselves how to be present with what's actually happening mm -hmm. and how not to fall in the effect of the metrics that we see. Because what's happening is we're seeing it and it means something and no one's saying anything about it, right? It's just happening and everybody's noting it. So then you try to get proximity and what you think might help others create visibility or awareness. Mm -hmm. But the other thing I know about love, it's been here forever. Mm -hmm. Like the light has been here forever. Mm -hmm. And yet some choose it. right? And some choose to look away. Mm. Until they have an encounter that they can't look away from. Mm. Until they find love on grief's experience. Mm. Because there's a whole population of folks that tell you to get money. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I laughed. I saw a meme. <laughs> 
I try not even, I try not even see them or say them. But <laughs> it, I couldn't believe that people had to even experience this, but they experienced it because Meme said something foolish about like one billion and single forever, or with a partner and struggle financially. Who right. paid this? First things first, they <laughs> have zero credit. This, this, but whether it be by joke. By trade, by colloquialism, by culture. I've heard for years. I heard it in hip hop. I heard it everywhere. My ears were. And let me not just blame hip hop. I'm just saying I heard it. I've taken a lot of information through hip hop. Yeah. But I heard it from folks. There were messages everywhere. Yeah. But I mean, I also learned it when I was in school. I learned it when I was out of school. I learned it when I was in the DMV. Uh-huh. How much people tell you, you know what I'm saying? Get money. You know what I'm saying? Get money. What's love? Get money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always trying to tell you to get money. And. and, and- and and the other one is uh, don't sleep or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like no, nigga, you got to get rest. You got, Otherwise, you, you'll die. Like, yeah, you need that. <laughs> it's not sustainable. So you, so in this experience, though, these are messages that appear. Yeah. And they find value and they find residence, whether it's in your subconscious or you actually believe it because love didn't work out for you. But similarly, there's a whole pursuit of this money mm. when at best it just takes a a major inconvenience to a minor inconvenience right <laughs> that's what money does mm. and depending on how much money you have it's major or minor mm. but it does nothing in grief you ain't lying it's useless you ain't lying something that we we'll all have to encounter so how rich can we be with love? How much love can we create space for so that you have it when you need it? Like, if that's my work, I have to do that work with joy and fidelity and also knowing that like, I don't know a whole bunch of places to get it validated, right? I just have to do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit the the current metric system. Mm-hmm. Because well, I've also learned that what is necessary isn't always necessarily popular. So I just want to name, we have a film that we've been trying to find distribution for for a while, right? Mm -hmm. When the waters get deep, there's been some screenings, there's been some activations. And it's unique, the challenges we're running into with the distribution shot. And if anybody has any leg ups on distribution, like really (laughs) get at me. Because we're finding the challenge, like they think it's important, but sometimes they don't know how to fit it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not really popular, right? Like healing, <laughs> going in and doing work to interrupt gun violence in black and brown communities, in black communities, it's not popular right now, right? So no matter how many marches or demonstrations we have, the work isn't popular. And I have to be okay Damn. with that. Yeah. And still attend to the work because it's important. And it's so challenging for me. And the reason why I'm empathizing with you is because I know how it feels. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you're an independent artist, you know, you try not to be on Instagram records. But so many, (laughs) so many of the relationships, contacts, collateral look like it's happening right there, right? Yeah. This is why you have social. This is why you have impressions. This is why they measure it, how many people are watching, looking, listening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And that world is one of the illest worlds. I just want to name, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't wish it on anyone. I love when I have moments outside of it, when it just doesn't control how I impact life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it, it looks like folks are right there. Right. <laughs> it do because they be right there on my it, screen. You know, no, really, it, you think like you tap them on the shoulder because because the, maybe they turned around last time you said something. Yeah, they they be right, right there, and but then my, you see my, people. But my favorite thing is just the one like you know, you tapping and they're not turning around, right? And you and then you got to go through yourself. You, you got to go through yourself. <laughs> so you be like, man, what's up with that? You know what I'm saying? Or how are you Ooh. feeling about that? And then one of my favorite experiences when I have to humanize it all, mm. and I have to think about how I may not be available or accessible to folks that are trying to reach me for otherwise Mm -hmm. things. And I do my best. I use a human metric, not a popularity metric. I use a human metric when dealing with people because life is that precious. Mm -hmm. But in between having a newborn and figuring life and grief, like I can't get to everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when I have to humanize their experience that may be controlling for the way I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a nice shot of truth. It, <laughs> it, it just kind of sit on the chest a little bit and burn. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But we also see transactions and what appears like cross population and, 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 and growing audiences. We seem, we think that happens right there online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, otherwise buy my hair, Right. Yeah. However, reference is so much more powerful than validation. Ooh. Right? Reference is why I leave a footprint. Yeah. Uh, not for somebody to come say, look at that print, right? That he left. Now, I also have to go through this in my head on multiple levels mm-hmm. as a writer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I have a film that's currently trying to find distribution. It just seems so challenging to regenerate a new approach or relationship. Like what's going on? And then as an artist, right? Yeah. And that's one of the most difficult places to reside as an MC, storyteller, recording artist, because online is so tainted when it comes on to what is music, what is good music, what is popular music is tainted. That's crazy because it's, it's online, right? And Karika said this earlier. He's like, man, I'm older than, than I, I'm older than how long online has been online. The platform. Like, <laughs> like you really think I'm finna let you, oh, you're right. trip me up? Like, what the hell? <laughs> whatever community you're talking about, whatever dot com you're talking about, right? I outdated. I have lived experiences before right, this right, platform right. of opinions was formed. I better have some power and some agency to move outside of this platform. Right. I must know that about myself. Right. That I can see and touch and impact a material world, even if sometimes I can't figure it out digitally. There is real impact to be made. I spent years as a teacher in D.C. in Oakland working miracles every day. Real live. Real live. (laughs) And there there was no recording, documenting, or further examining of that moment i just had to do the work with repetition day after day after day after day validation in that space will never come from anybody outside of that space Mm. all right it has to come from somebody in the space Mm. 
And I think among the work that we do, it is loved and appreciated and celebrated in the space. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you vocalizing again. Like we come here for reference. I don't need anybody to validate the reference that I'm leaving. The reference is for someone who is looking. I have to remember that. Mm. And, and, and that's what this whole thing is about, right? It's about rehearsing the knowings. And even though sometimes I look out that window and I start to feel those feelings that I'm feeling because I'm using a measure of, of comparison or what have you, mm-hmm. I will say that I am grateful for the opportunity to feel them and then navigate through them to understand and rehearse the knowing that yes. I that I've found. Yes. It takes practice, right? That, that and that's the truth. So I'm grateful for the practice uh, because it brings me back within. <laughs> for real. <laughs> that's the work. That is and the thing about the work is you're going to get it too, right? You can't do the work and the work not be done on you. Hey. So at some point at time, you're going to be doing the work mm-hmm. and the work is going to be doing itself on you. And <laughs> you will have to apply everything you thought you knew, mm. right? And you said you appreciate me for the opportunity to refine. And in the beginning of this conversation, I wrote refine and reframe. Refine and reframe. A practice that I find myself having to do so often. Right. It is challenging existing in the pillars of truth, beauty, life, love, where I stand with God. It's sometimes challenging to have these values and exist in the public spaces that I do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not because like it's requiring me to forsake God. No, it's the way I see people. I see. I value us. I love us. And when some folks were using strategy going after big fish and big attention, I was still right there in the hood (laughs) doing meaningful work about lives people don't know exist because they try to invisibilize them. Mm. So I'm really working in the margins, really working in the gutter and trying to imagine and write songs about solutions and things that I've seen. And it's so seldomly able to be validated by anybody outside of those experiences. Because half of y'all don't even know the population I serve exists. You don't count them until they're a consumer. Damn. You don't care about their general condition of living. What? You don't care about the distribution of wealth in the hood. You don't care about how the babies is really doing. You don't really know where the guns is coming in and being stashed at. You don't know that. You talk about caring about internet, but you don't know that. You're not there with them. So seeing each life as important and valuable, all the same, is the work of loving more abundant. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's when we truly see each life with meaning and significance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it remember... We try to show up authentic in spaces that I don't know what the metric is, right? Right, right. I can I can tell you when it's not authentic. 
And I can tell you <laughs> when it is. But you're showing up. Kemet says, for years I've been telling the truth in a liar's game. Ooh, that's a bar. <laughs> it's, a, it's a serious bar. And, he, and he, I think he did it on guitar too. Oh, wow. But that, that line pierced me. Mm. I know what it feels like. But I must not find penalty in telling my truth. I must find joy and liberation in it. But I'll only find that. I'll only find that if I come to it with repetition. Mm. It can't be a one-off. Right. It's got to be who I am on or off mic, on or off screen. I find joy, right, in exploring my emotions. I think that's one of the affirmation says, right? I find joy in learning more about myself. I find joy in learning more about myself, exploring my emotions, act of self-love. Yeah. So you better find joy in it, right? Otherwise, exploring <laughs> your emotions can be so difficult. Yeah. And you'll have to say things out loud that you didn't plan on saying out loud. Um, you'll have to confront something. But I think that's where the work of the freedom that I'm fighting, the liberation. Mm-hmm. You're talking to somebody who didn't been to, I can't name how many marches. I can't name how many organizing efforts I've had. I can't name how many times we've stood face-to-face with opposition, whomever that might be. I made signs, I marched, I organized, and I start to see the pattern of imprisonment. Mm. And it's not always the conditions we live in, right? It's the conditions of our hearts. So I had to kind of change the beam on what I see as freedom work, what I see as love and yeah. abundance. Yeah. And, you know, to all the, to the folks online. He's, he's smiling. Because <laughs> yeah, life is a long road. Life is a long road. And, you know, I may see you in line, right? And when we see each other in real time, love will be the only thing that matters. Love will be the only thing that matters. That's it. Korea, God damn it. I'm just saying this. I've been <laughs> comes with it. I've been I've been beat up by this a few times enough to know how to look within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To find the knowing there, to rehearse the knowings. And I also have to admit and acknowledge that grief made me a more beautiful person. I may it may have had an experience on my body. Yeah. yeah. But my mind is far more beautiful. My heart is far more beautiful. I see different. And I don't want the veil back over my eyes. That layer has been removed. Mm-hmm. And it shall not come again. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that busy, that fast paced, to miss what the birds are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're, what you just said. Here we go. So I had an affirmation that I wanted to close out with from your book, but I'm going to pick one from my book. Because what I do, didn't I bring it? I brought it over he here. He did. I brought he her put it in over. front of me. Yes, I did. Because did. there's game in there. And based on what she was talking to me about today, I said, the knowings are there. I know where they're at, right? Man. And it's the it's the rehearsing of these knowings. Man, Kamayu came and taught us so much. Taught me a whole lot. And you, I, you know, but also yeah, no, Kareem very, yeah, very yeah. much planted the seed. Yeah, and he lifted nothing, the veil for sure. He lifted the veil, but n- n- nothing can compare to what your firstborn teaches you. Well, if you happen to have 
your text of soul affirmations. I'm saying it's volume two. It doesn't say that on the book, but it's a toolkit for mothers who are investigating grief's process. You'll find on page 32 that it says, when I'm living without comparison, I see so much more beauty. When I'm living without comparison, I see so much more beauty. I feel so immature for laughing. Don't be laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the beauty of it all. Yeah. That the process includes living outside of your knowings. Mm -hmm. To return to them is true with greater conviction than the moment you wrote them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Life. Yeah. It's in, it's out. It's ebbs and flows. It's highs and lows. But the knowings are true. Can you say that again? Just drop that. Drop that one more time. Well, I was going to also close with another one from you. What did I say? What page did I say that was, y'all? 32? <laughs> I closed it. Yeah. When I'm living without comparison, I see so much more beauty. Hmm. I remember that. I remember coming to that understanding. And. I like that. And you're. Soul Affirmations, Volume 1, <laughs> page 36. Today I will be patient with myself. The goal is to be present, not perfect. That's a reminder for me, to be present, not perfect. I don't know what type of masterclass this just was in terms of the courage you gave us to go to a space. In that space, there is room for so many of us to identify and self-identify. Mm -hmm. with one or several parts of what you shared. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating that the author of the answer was also in search, right, in a question phase. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. truth is longstanding mm -hmm. before us, mm -hmm. longstanding after us. We are just here to find it, reside it, and share this truth. Mm -hmm. There is so much more room for beauty when you're not looking at comparison. That's what actually makes up the individuality. Yep. Right. Not a standard of beauty, but the very way that not even identical twins, the cheekbone isn't the same. Right. We're different, and difference doesn't mean deficit. We say it all the time, but it's difference doesn't mean deficit. It doesn't. Yeah. Stay committed long enough to see what seeds you tended to and how they grow. Some, hey, some thank crop, you for that reminder. Yeah, some crops grow fast. Right. right. I'll be looking like, dang, that crop is growing. <laughs> you also don't know what type of seed they had or what type of soil they had. You ain't lying. Right. You ain't lying. And some trees take longer to bear fruit. Yep. But, oh, what a sweet fruit. And I'll maintain peace on the path. Yeah. <laughs> I really come. I thank you for making this space for us. Mm. Thank you for making this space for us. Thank you for making this space for so many of us, I would say. Mm. Fee. Mm. Myself included. Man, thank you, Rika. I got a call mm -hmm. last night. I got a, actually, it was a Facebook messenger inquiry. Mm -hmm. Peace, Bailey. Can you talk? Mm. Bailey means they know me from DC. They call me by my last name. <laughs> Can you talk? It was uh, like 1.47 a.m. I was mm -hmm. like, ah, not right now. About to be in the bed with the fam. And I was like, can you send me a voice note? Because mm -hmm. I know you can't text it. That's why you want to talk. Mm -hmm. And 
And bro was just like, I'm overwhelmed. This is too much. Right? Mm-hmm. Talking about self-harm. So I took the call. Mm-hmm. And in this call, I listened and only repeated back to him the answers that I heard. Hmm. That was evidence that he wanted to be alive. He was just looking for it to not feel the way it feels. Hmm. And I said, in all this world, you call California at 2 a.m., you must have know exactly where to find it. And if you know where to find it, you're connected to it. Mm-hmm. And you deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And you know I do. Mm-hmm. You know it because you called. Mm-hmm. So you know where love is in this world. And it's yours. It's your, it's your rightful inheritance. But yes, this problem doesn't feel like it's subsiding. It feels like it's you can't see your way out of it. Mm-hmm. I said, well, can you tell me what yesterday was like? Give me some reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was challenging too. Mm. And you got to today? That's unique. What, t- what, what tomorrow haven't you gotten to? Through all your challenges, what tomorrow hasn't come? <laughs> but I wasn't making light. I was reminding I him how, how much you hold the power to endure and to just let it all go in love. You could cry. Right. You could talk. You could say this doesn't make any sense. You can let it all out. Because when it's in your mind, it presents as an illusion. Your mind can't figure it out. Sometimes you don't figure it out. You just let it out. Yeah. And the figuring comes from the letting it out. So when you let it out today, Felicia, we were able to <laughs> figure it out. But in your head, it didn't make sense. And that's for so many of us. In our heads alone, it doesn't make sense. That's why I love this network. Yeah. That's why I love the Black Love Podcast Network and the community that comes to listen to conversations like these that are evidence of experiences with love and the Black lived experience. We want representation. Yeah. We know we want it. As far as I'm concerned, look, our relationship with the Black Love family, the network, was all the reminder I needed that we are doing what is necessary for our people, the ones who are looking for reference Mm. of how to love more abundantly. Everybody's not my target audience. You my people, but you're not my target audience. Mm. Maybe there'll be a life experience that brings you and I in a similar conversation. And Grief is inevitable, but Maybe we can meet on another plane. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be grief. Mm-hmm. But the light been here forever. Love's been here forever. And some of us choose to engage and some of us choose to look away. Right? Mm-hmm. But the sun going to shine on us all. Well, before we close, it was on my heart to just make... Let me bring it back up to the mic. Sorry. Before we close, it was on my heart to just make an announcement. Um, A while ago, I read a message that I received from an angel mother who was experiencing pregnancy after loss. And it fills my heart with so much joy that her son has made it here. Mm -hmm. His name is Natari. Mm -hmm. And 
he was just born uh, not too long ago on on the 6th of September. So I just want to celebrate that, mm-hmm. that her son has made it here mm-hmm. and that Maharo and Kamayu are watching over Natare and Kamali. Yes. And if I'd also like to allow this space to be that as well, to be able to celebrate those angel mothers who have experienced pregnancy after loss and celebrate their children, uh, earth side and heaven side. So. Must. We must create a space as that. Yeah. And I'm and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's what this space is for. It's for us. Mm-hmm. It's for us differently. Yeah. Yeah. Fee, thank you. Thank you, Riga. Listeners, thank you. Black Love Podcast family, thank you. Mm-hmm. This has been another wonderful episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. <laughs> and, and the I, listeners. Yes. Yes. May we all love more abundantly. <laughs>